0: This is Matt
1: Connickson. I'm the sales agronomist with CHX Egg Services in Oakley, Minnesota. We're pleased to bring you this update from the Red River Farm Network. CHX Egg Services, providing solutions for
2: your success.
3: Monday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. I'm Whitney Pittman, along with Randy Conan and Tyler Donaldson. Congressional leaders have an agreement on each of the 12 appropriations bills, including the spending bill for USDA. Committee leadership will now take those top-line numbers and iron out the detailed spending level for each part of the farm bill. Agriculture groups have lobbied for an increase in spending for an update in reference prices, market promotion, and more. Nutrition funding, which makes up the bulk of the farm bill, is also likely to get more money. The latest stopgap spending bills expire March 1st and March 8th.
4: A bipartisan bill has been introduced in the U.S. Senate, calling for more transparency when foreign entities purchase U.S. farmland. A companion bill will likely be coming out of the House in the next couple of weeks. Recent government accountability office report calling for similar changes. The Institute for Agriculture
5: and Trade Policy is asking Congress to leave the conservation funding from the Inflation Reduction Act within the Farm Bill. There have been proposals to take money from the IRA conservation funding to increase reference prices or improve other risk management. The Minneapolis-based Institute said the conservation funds are needed to address climate change and help rural communities.
3: Auction sales are seeing strong, sustained activity despite high interest rates and stagnant commodities prices. Max Steffis of Steffis Auctioneer says that is the land sales that has surprised the most in early 2024.
1: You know, in spite of the commodity markets doing what they're doing right now, surprisingly strong both on the equipment side and the land side. The things that's probably make, raising the most eyebrows right now is the land side of things. With interest rates the way they are and commodity prices the way they are, the land prices have been incredibly resilient. A lot of recent sales in the last 60 days for, you know, in the valley 65 to $10,000, even in excess of that, in some of the regions up north. It's it's a good market for a seller, and uh, certainly as a farmer, anytime you get to buy land, it's a it's a good thing.
3: Rising equipment inventories are affecting prices, which could lead to buying opportunities before the planting season starts.
1: You know, last year just a tremendous amount of green. John Deere equipment hit the auction market in December, and uh, wonderful opportunities for people to buy stuff at, at that time with the 179 deduction. Uh, harvest equipment, by and large, was down a little bit. Uh, it seems like the inventory has risen, and the supply and demand would tell you typically when inventory goes up, prices are reflected. But there's still good at buying opportunities out there, and terms of what we're expecting this spring, there are still some dealer auctions coming up here. I know uh, Cable Equipment's going to be doing an event. Midwest is going to be doing an event with us. So there's going to be some good buying opportunities before the tractors roll, hopefully the first part of April this year.
4: Iowa State University Extension Livestock Economist Lee Schultz says the cattle market continues to be influenced by low cattle numbers in the country
0: we're in the midst of really the the continued downturn um, in the cattle inventory cycle. I think the question is, you know, where will we see the, the bottom in the inventory numbers and when will that be reflected in, in the highest prices? So as we look at know 2024 we're expected to see next week when we look at the the cattle inventory report um, that'll show lower cattle numbers you know production is expected to be down again in 2024 over five percent maybe six percent and so from a supply side uh, that that is really providing um, you know a positive factor in in the marketplace
4: demand for beef is historically high but outside factors have started that trend that lower
0: now, demand, just as we looked at demand for pork, we've seen demand weaker relative to the last couple of years, but still, given historically, demand is, has remained relatively strong. You know, what, what's really driving the weakness in demand is consumer incomes. And so we're thinking about it as, as we've seen the impact of inflation on consumers, and and that's really played out in in their ability to, or less ability and willingness to to pay higher prices uh, for proteins, as well as other goods across the table.
5: The COVID-19 pandemic increased demand for lamb in the U.S. Uh, American Lamb Board Executive Director Megan Wortman says the organization is working to keep demand intact by educating consumers and limiting market vulnerability.
6: We saw some really significant sales spikes and through 2020 through 2022. But certainly, uh, inflation is impacting sales. The cost of food overall. Consumers are definitely having to make decisions to purchase premium meat less often. So that has definitely impacted sales. Um, and production is not growing. Um, it's you know LMIC is predicting a slight decline in lamb production, but also a decline in import that. You know, results in overall lower supplies in the market. The market volatility is, is a challenge, so that we can keep you know our pricing and supplies consistent for consumers.
5: In 2024, the American Land Board will focus on research and finding new ways to bring value to producers and educating livestock producers on the benefits of diversifying their operations
6: putting more emphasis on reaching those emerging producers in regions of the country where we potentially could see growth, like the southeast is a really great region for us. These solar grazing opportunities that are popping up are incredibly lucrative for producers. So if we can give them alternative sources of income to keep them in the business and get them attracted into the business, and even speaking of beef and cattle, showing, you know, cattle producers both the economic as well as environmental benefits of adding sheep. So looking at it from a lot of different angles with the overall goal of evening out the seasonality of our production and increasing our overall supply so that we can be more competitive.
3: AgMarket.net dot net market analyst Jacob Burke says traders continue to press press the short side of the grains.
6: So I think you saw
1: some uh, rumors and uh, fears uh, that we they talked about with importing some Brazilian bean into uh, the East Coast, and th- those talks are getting uh, more more re- relevant. And, and it's also something that's available, uh, you know, that's from a cost perspective. Uh, you know we're just uh, you're still too expensive, and we got cheaper beans starting to get harvested and coming out of South America, and that's kind of the fear that we see is uh, we're just not competitive right now in the marketplace, and, and then his prices are reflecting that.
4: Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack will be in Minnesota Thursday. The schedule includes a visit to a clinic in Saint Paul to highlight the Special Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. Later in the day, Vilsack will be in southeastern Minnesota to reward a Rural Energy for America program grant. Reporting agriculture's business, this is the Red River Farm Network.
5: Monday Farm News on the Red River Farm Network. POET is adding its 12 facilities in Iowa and five in South Dakota to the Summit Carbon Solutions Carbon Capture Pipeline project. This will bring 4.7 million metric tons of CO2 each year to Summit's carbon capture program. The POET's South Dakota facilities will be integrated into the existing project and the Iowa plants will be part of a separate application.
3: American Carbon Alliance CEO Tom Bias is praising the announcement. A poet and sub- carbon solutions will be partnering to add poet ethanol plants to the summit carbon pipeline bias says this partnership will move the carbon capture and sequestration process along creating a positive ripple effect throughout midwest communities for farmers producers local economies and the global economy
4: minnesota trade delegation is home after a six-day trade mission to morocco Agriculture Commissioner Tom Peterson said the Duluth port offers an opportunity to serve this growing market.
2: Last year we sent uh, three shipments, uh, three ships of uh, sugar beet pulp uh, to Morocco and uh, uh, really hoping to build that wheat, corn, uh, DDG, uh, soybean meal market as they really have a growing uh, poultry sector uh, and, and so we really focused on that and so we visited a lot of mills uh, and uh, feed mills, and just um, uh, interesting to see the the, um, the the amount of building that's going on there. So that's hopefully the market that we can get is using that Duluth port uh, as well.
4: Minnesota has a special connection with Morocco.
2: Mohamed Siddiqui, who's the Minister of Agriculture, actually has his PhD from the University of Minnesota and is a big fan, and so that opens a lot of doors. Uh, Over 200 uh, different Moroccans have uh, done an exchange where they have a degree uh, from the University of Minnesota. So we met people all over that have this strong connection, which really opens a lot of doors for us. We're, I'd say, treated like royalty, you know, and, you know, uh, trade's about relationships.
4: Peterson was joined by University of Minnesota Extension Dean Bev Durgan and representatives of the corn, soybean and wheat commodity groups.
5: The northern plains will remain warmer than usual this week with temperatures in the 40s and 50s. There will be some in the 30s in the east and 60s in the southwest. Temperatures are expected to be in the 30s and 40s by the weekend. World Weather Incorporated says there is some occasional snow shower activity in the forecast beginning next week.
3: Warm temperatures and limited snow cover are a big change from what we've seen the last two winters. University of Minnesota Extension State Soil Health Specialist Anna Cates says this can impact the amount of wind erosion we see.
7: Uh, having less snow cover just means the soil is exposed to any wind or water erosion that is going to happen. So we have had some winds and I, when I've been driving around the state the last couple of weeks, I certainly see a lot of that black snow. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a balancing act, right? If we can hold the soil in the field, we hold nutrients there for farmer use instead of putting them in the water where they aren't so useful. Um, but we also, you know, the, the less snow cover might mean an earlier, warmer spring, which might be a great thing for farmers.
3: Having residue or something to hold soil in place can be helpful, but Kate says research on soil erosion can be tricky. We've had a couple of data collection points,
7: but I haven't seen the data yet. I think we might see a little bit of a bigger difference, although one thing about wind erosion is that the the soil can move a long way. So we know that once it lifts off from the ground, it can move hundreds of miles. And so the main thing is to prevent the uh, lift off of the soil. And just a little residue on the surface can do that. A living plant is really good at it. Something vertical, like sanding wheat stubble, corn stalks or a living cover crop, those especially slow down movement, uh, but just having something covered with a flat mat of residue can also slow down the movement of soils.
4: Northern Brazil will see good rains this week, while southern Brazil will remain mostly dry. World Weather Incorporated says warm to hot temperatures in southern Brazil should allow for rapid field work. Brazil's weather pattern is expected to shift with more rain in central and southern Brazil beginning next Sunday. Argentina expected to be hot and mostly dry this week before cooler temperatures return Saturday into next week Tuesday. Temperatures in Argentina this week expected the mid-80s to low to mid-100s.
5: The Chinese government has given its approval for Argentine wheat imports. China is expected to import 12.5 million metric tons of wheat this year. Australia and Canada are the two major suppliers of wheat to China. Reporting agriculture's business, this is the Red River Farm Network.
3: WELCOME TO INSIDE AGRICULTURE ON THE RED RIVER FARM NETWORK. GIVING HEARTS DAY IS AN OPPORTUNITY FOR CHARITIES IN NORTH DAKOTA AND NORTHWEST MINNESOTA TO RAISE MONEY. MORE THAN 600 CHARITABLE ORGANIZATIONS ARE PARTICIPATING IN GIVING HEARTS DAY, INCLUDING NUMEROUS AGRICULTURE-RELATED CAUSES. NORTH DAKOTA 4-H RELATIONSHIP SPECIALIST CHLOE Drummond EXPLAINS MATCHING FUNDS CAN PROVIDE ADDITIONAL SUPPORT.
0: RIGHT NOW WE HAVE $15,000. Um, in pledges from our match donors. So if we're able to um, on that day raise that $15,000, then we'll meet that um, for a total of 30,000, which will help get us on our way to our goal of raising 50,000 to go to 4-H this year. So really special and unique opportunity to maximize um, the giving of our donors and help ensure that Um, Their gift is going as far as possible uh, to make a difference in the lives of 4-H.
3: The North Dakota FFA Foundation is also part of Giving Hearts Day. State FFA Officer Ireland Waterood says Giving Hearts Day is Thursday, February 8th. You have the option to make your donation ahead of time, which is
1: perfect for those concerned about forgetting on the day. North Dakota boasts 95 chapters, and 8,000 members who contribute to the success of Giving Hearts Day. Every dollar raised during this event goes towards programming in North Dakota, specifically for North Dakota FFA members. The funds collected are allocated for scholarships, grants, events, and other valuable programs.
3: More information about all of the participating charities can be found at givingheartsday.org taking a look at markets before we leave you Minneapolis March wheat 8 and a quarter lower at 695 and a quarter May wheat Minneapolis 6 and a quarter lower at 699 and 3 quarters Chicago wheat 6 and a quarter lower at 594 Kansas City down 4 and 3 quarters at 620 March corn Five and three quarters lower at 440 and a half. July corn futures down four and a quarter at 459 and a quarter. Soybeans March down 15 and a half at 1193 and three quarters. May soybeans 11 and a half lower at 1204 and three quarters. Feeder or live cattle February futures down 80 cents at 177.65. April live cattle down 35 cents at 181.37. March feeder cattle 80 cents lower at 238.90 February lean hogs down 15 cents at 74.77 This is the Red River Farm Network